We are back with the Just Offside podcast with your host, Mike Pavella, and I'm joined by my sick, ill, tired co-host, <laughs> Keith Macubia. The Rona has caught you. Fuck. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good two, one year, three year run, two year, two and a half year. Where the fuck that shit started, but it fucking finally got me, man. It finally got you, and you know what? It's probably caught me as well. But I think my immunity, my my uh, system, everything about me is just maybe a little bit stronger. Yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is everybody that's listening right now. Obviously, it's hilarious because. I'm back in Canada. I'm in Niagara. I'm in the same city as Keith. And we had a, a very eventful week, if you will. Um, shout out to our boy, Mike Miele and uh, Melissa on their wedding. We were both in the party. It was just a very uh, eventful, busy, hectic. We couldn't really get to a recording. Couldn't get our guests down. It was just, it was tough. And <laughs> the day after the wedding... Our uh, our guy Keith over here got those two stripes and saw that uh, he was positive. <laughs> so now we're recording via Zoom. I'm in my crib. He's in his. It's quite uh quite unfortunate, but we're still doing it. Yeah, do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's been a it's been a hot minute, two weeks, I think, since we put an app out. So, um. Sorry, peeps, but like I said, it was it was very very busy. Yeah, busy. very quickly, Keith. What's your thoughts on the wedding, bro? Weddings are great, bro. Like we've been lucky. Like oh, I don't know you've probably been to how many weddings you've been to? I think like three or four. Yeah, I think I was like my maybe fourth or fifth. But like every wedding I've been to, bro, has been fucking amazing, amazing, amazing. Obviously, last year, um, this week was our first like. One of our first boys in our friend group meant to get married, so it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Like all our parents were there too, so that was pretty cool. And just man, yeah, a lot of love, a lot of drinks, a lot of good food. It was fun, great time, great great time. That's how I felt. Keith, were you crying? I got choked up a few times, man. Yeah, yeah, same. You're my that's guy. That's what I think you were saying. Like I've been to weddings, but they weren't like. Yeah, close, close to me yeah. so seeing one of like the first of the of the mandem actually go up and tie the knot yeah it was, was pretty emotional it was pretty emotional oh it's fun man and um yeah fuck those are gonna be coming fucking flying i'm sure <laughs> i know all the fucking loser friends we have man. <laughs> <laughs> they are and i don't know if i'm gonna be ready for it but We'll see. Yeah, weddings are beautiful event. <laughs> beautiful day. Beautiful couple of days, really, with all the boys. Yeah. Obviously, for me to reconnect with everybody and see everybody was great. But like I said, it, it's been a hot, hot minute since we recorded, and we haven't had time to talk about this World Cup draw. Yeah. Group F. It was uh first of all, it was it was, it was cool to you know, sit down and watch and know that Canada's name is going to come out of one of those uh, balls, man. Just kind of cool. So it was kind of nerve-wracking. You're hoping they're missing that fucking group of death. 
that would have been with Japan, like Germany and Spain. Spain. So it's like once they missed that, I was like, hey, thank fucking God. They got a shot. But yeah, it was fun. It's fun, cool to watch. Cool to see Canada part of that. And now uh just sucks we gotta wait all this time. Like it'd be nice if it was in the summer, but gotta wait till the fucking fall for yeah, the show. That's what I'm annoyed about. Like it'd be so nice if it was. There's so many like so many variables, man. Like there could be injuries. There could be so much. Like so much could go on in those whatever it is, six eight months, whatever the hell it is. So, but we got them: Belgium, Croatia, Morocco. Gonna be interesting group. Gonna be interesting group. Gonna be an interesting World Cup, man. I think it's just gonna be a wacky World Cup, bro. And it's in the winter, like. Season's gonna have to stop. I think it's just gonna be it's gonna be one for the books. I think it's gonna be wacky, bro. I think Stupid. it is a strange one because it is in, like you said, in the middle of season. Yeah. Typically, most of those teams, besides the teams that are playing in like the Champions League final or the Europa League final, they've they've finished. Like they have like a good like three four weeks rest, or like yeah. a good two weeks like away from the club, and like they know that it's like summer and all of that. Yeah, they might have like seven days, something like that, I think. Which is, I don't think is enough time for a, like if you're a national team coach and you have that short of a period to prepare and get like the team together, acclimated to like the weather, the surroundings, all of that. Like, I don't know. I don't. That's why I think that together, that's why I think that togetherness, this Canada team is going to help, bro. And like, there's no, no real big egos, like. They're going to be coming in, job to do. You know, Herman's going to have them ready. That's why I think they have the upper hand. They've been doing it with these, with these cycles, too. <clears throat> with this short... Uh, he seems prepared all the time. So I just think they're going to be they're going to be luck out with that and just having that um, that little short window before. And having a lot of... Well, they might, we'll see how many, many but MLS-based players, too, make mm-hmm. the squad. So that might be a little advantage, too, for both the U.S. and... Uh, Canada, but yeah, that'll be tricky. That'll be tricky to manage. Yeah. I can't believe Croatia got in the same group as Canada. Yeah, this had to be, man. Had to be. It's it's unbelievable. So it's interesting, man. So what do you think? What are your thoughts on the group? What are your thoughts on any other groups? But let's go first quickly just to that group F. Well, you know, okay, so we talked about it on the last episode what would happen if Canada played Croatia. We kind of went at it and talked about that. And then I've talked to, I had so much time to digest it now and really think about it. And I talked to my brother about it when he picked me up from the airport. Yeah, what did I have to say? He made a really good point. And I kind of agree with it. And I asked him without even hesitation, he's just like, Croatia. And I was like, whoa, really? Like, why so certain type thing? And he just said, like, all of his life, he's been following Croatia. And he's got, like, way more, like, emotional value and baggage with them. And Canada, he hasn't even, like, really had in his head until, like, the last, like, three years. Like, he said he's, like, very happy for Canada and he's like, wants them to do well. But all of like his emotional baggage and value and commitment to like a team or a country has been Croatia. So that the part team, of the team aspect, I get it. The team, yeah. we have the team. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
that's what I that's why I was like okay I, I could get that and like I was like okay but then <clears throat> I took it from like the viewpoint of growing the game here and like how we talked about we never thought this would possibly happen and how amazing it is and how lucky and fortunate we've been to interact interview talk to guys on this current national team yeah to see them do well so i think it's shit for me because it's the second group game um but that being said i think i'm still supporting canada more than croatia Yeah, it's got to, yeah, obviously it'd be tough to choose, but. Because you got to think about like, as well, like when my first footballing memory is watching Croatia play in the World Cup. Yeah. And like waking up to watch them in the World Cup, like going to the Croatian club to watch like qualifiers and like when we beat England and like the fucking random goals like Nico Kronchar scored and the mistakes they were making, like that was everything about it. Yeah. And um, I like my brother said, it's like that emotional baggage and that commitment to a team. It's kind of like if you support, I don't know, like if you were like a Cleveland fan during the NBA and then when like the Raps won, like you you are super happy that the Raps won. You can get on board and like support and want them to win. But maybe deep down, you're still a Cleveland fan. Yeah. But I don't know, like even if I don't know if I would like say Uganda would have been in all these World Cups and stuff like that. I don't know. It's hard to say for me. It's also, also to have some obviously have some relationship with guys that are there too. So yeah, exactly. Fucking, you know, you want them to do well. Obviously, you're gonna back them. I think if they can manage to obviously come second in the group, come win, advance. That's incredible. And I think we've said it, and other people have said it. This is a stepping stone for 2026. But I don't think this group now shows it. But bro, the thing is. Like when I'm on on Twitter, especially after the draw was announced, like bare, bare, bare people like not talking too well about Belgium or Croatia. And I only think about that as like maybe just tone it down a little bit. You can tone it down, bro. But like I'm I'm not, I was not, I'm obviously no because I know football. So I was going to respect them. Yeah. But Belgium to me is past their best. I, and I said it to you. If those are the two European teams, those are the two teams, European teams I'd want if I want it, if I have to get two. Yeah. Well, I'm, just th- I'm just thinking about like quality of players and condition. Okay. What name me? Okay. So name me, name me four or five players I should be scared of on Belgium. Courtois. No. Okay. Keeper. Okay. Whatever. I'm not even going to so, okay. Go. Probably he's one of go. the best keepers in the world. Okay. But go, go on. Kevin De Bruyne. Of course. Lukaku. We'll see what we'll see what form he's in, but yeah, of course. We'll Hazard. Play. Either no, Hazard. No, 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 no. Do not Bro, bring Hazard. Do not bring Eden Hazard into it, please. I haven't seen this guy for years. Don't bring his him. Brother. Into his brother. Okay, maybe. But okay. He's not like scary. Yuri Telemans. Yuri. Maybe. Maybe. I'll give you that. Telemans is a player. And uh Who's that other guy? They got Carrasco on the wing. But Pav, these aren't guys. These are guys. I'm really fear. Like you're really gonna put some fear into me. Yeah. The only one is obviously uh, the Borna and then Lukaku on his day. Those are the only two I'm worried about. To be honest with you, that, that defense sucks. So good luck running with those young bucks. 
And then Croatia, that midfield obviously scares the shit out of me. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's the... We have our Croatia's keeper is sus. We've got a center back that's an absolute stud at the moment. Um, the midfield is... That's where, yeah, that's where we'll have to... Uh, and Perisic is kind of finding form right and now. Yeah, he's been he's been uh, he's been all right too. Doing well, but really the the problem is like lack of striker threat. Rebic hasn't been involved with the national team in a while since uh, his fight with Dalic. So yeah. kind of just the threat up there is a little bit worrying. But I think Croatia's midfield. Yeah, we'll have to. They'll they'll dictate games. Like that's the tough part about it. Is like. In those World Cup games and those Euro games that we see, like if those guys get on the ball, it's it's tough. We'll see, bro. We'll see. All I'm saying is these kids, these Canadian boys have been waiting for a moment like this their whole fucking lives. These guys have all been there, done that, obviously. But it's different, man. It's gonna be different. It is, it is. It's very uh, different. And I'm not I'm not afraid. I to me, I think they're going through Canada. I'll just say it. I'm confident that they will. It's, always, it's going to be a wacky World Cup, man. I'm confident they're going through in that group. I think so. I hope so. Who's their op- is their opening game against Morocco? Oh, no, Belgium, which I think is perfect, to be honest. I'd rather have that one first. Yeah. You can catch them off guard first. But no, that first no, game is always, not, a, always a feeler for everyone. Well, obviously, obviously, yeah, because it's so far away. We never know. Who knows? We could have injuries. The other teams could get injuries. People out of form and out of form. So, obviously, we could say all this now. It's going to change. It could change next month. It could change next week. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. If all the teams are healthy and there, bro, I like their shot. I like their chances a lot. World Cups are wacky. We see what Costa Rica did a group with England, Italy, from coming from a CONCACAF um, region. So and we got talent. We got kids that want to show the world what this Canada is about. So Yeah, that's the big thing. Like point Yeah, they're putting they're putting us on the map. So I'm excited, bro. I'm very excited. I'm excited they got a group of those kind of teams they get to play against too. So and don't sleep on Morocco either, actually. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I feel like a lot of people are sleeping yeah. on them as well. Like, they went undefeated in their group. Everyone talks about, like, Canada having Alfonso Davies, but Morocco has Hakimi. Who's, yeah. I mean, not the same level. Maybe you could debate it, but he's pretty equivalent to, like, the right back of Morocco. Yeah, so, yeah, it'll be fun. But um, it's going to be fun, bro. World Cup, World Cup year. It's just a shame, like we said. It's just too long to wait now. No, that sucks, bro. But it'll be interesting, bro. I'm excited. It's not really a group of death either, really. So I think it's going to be a lot of good games. Yeah, not many. Match games and um, yeah. Do you have a Do you have a pick right now? Do you think would win it? I haven't actually looked at like the possible paths of anything. I I saw somewhere that England could potentially have a really easy round of 16 right. if everything goes as well. Um, I don't know. You never know, like, who's actually going to show up. You never know who that who's going to fuck up, really. Yeah. Think about, like, the strength. Like, I think Spain is going to get... Yeah, they got to... They're a little bit worrying. You don't know which Germany is going to show up. Again, we talk about, like, Belgium and if they're actually, like, past it or if they're, like, going to be okay. Yeah. Brazil looks scary. Brazil too. Yeah. They, bro, they look scary. Never know if Portugal could catch a little fire. Like, it's, yeah, there's a lot of teams. Exactly. And and the last World Cup, we talked about it, like the togetherness of a, t- of a country. 
And yeah. if they start playing and getting those results and carry that momentum, that was like purely like what Croatia did last World Yeah, Cup. exactly. Yeah. And that was just the, the right team, the right Prime. squad, the togetherness. And then they bounced off results and then they went through. So it could happen with anybody. And like you said, that like Costa Rica one, I'm not, I'm not calling a team yet. I think a couple of weeks before. It's, it's too tough to call now. But obviously yeah. the favorites there, you know, the Frances, the Brazils, the Germany, Spain's obviously always in contention. Yeah. And even Argentina. like we Argentina, even... of course, you wouldn't say that. But yeah, there's always a team, man. There's always a team that you're, there's a surprise. So Matt wants to be Qatar. A team or two. You imagine? Yeah, the hosts always usually. <clears throat> FIFA, man. The hosts but always somehow, like, remember, like, South Korea made a run yeah um south africa made a little bit yeah. of a run russia made a run like teams that you would never really think of but they have a tough group so we'll see yeah we will we'll see we'll be up we'll keep tabs on the world cup and what's happening especially with those last teams getting in and a little bit of predictions when it comes closer to the the main event uh should we switch things back up now back to the premier league yeah. this weekend the the title game that everybody thought was going to be the deciding deciding game. Manchester City host Liverpool. Pep, Klopp. 22 players on that pitch that are just class. Well, actually, I'll say 21. Fucking don't rate Jordan Henderson. But everyone <laughs> else is like the whole <laughs> squad. Everywhere you're looking is quality. No, those two, yeah, they're top... You could make a claim top best two teams in Europe. For real. Yeah. And you look at the difference between them and third place, Chelsea, like the gap is wide. Stupid wide, bro. 20 points. 20 points wide in a Premier League. Not even points wise, just like the, like what it's going to take for those teams to catch those two, bro. And like coach, like everything. Money, scouting and money. No, it's clearly not money. Because we could tell you that firsthand, United people. But it's also it's also scouting though, like finding the right players. Like you think Sancho will be a good player and he will do something. Yeah, like of it. course. Yeah. But. So that's good scouting, but like certain players or certain things don't necessarily work out. But yeah, no, that was like that was a great great game to great game to watch, man. Neutral wise, bro. When the first like fifteen minutes when it's one one and you're like. I was worried that when City scored, that Liverpool weren't going to be able to equalize. You know what and I thought? Then, you know what I thought? No, this is exactly what I, when I'm like, hey, you know it's going to be a fucking game. When they pan to, when they pan to Klopp and Pep after that first goal, and Pep doesn't really, really fucking celebrate, and Klopp's like, hey, let's go. They're fine. They knew, like, hey, it's going to be a back and forth, like, fucking. Yeah. And there's so much respect for each other. It's is- dope to see because you see so many teams that play against City, like for a great example, Atletico Madrid, that do like a 5-5 and just sit the entire game. Yeah. And then you see just like City just trying to break down the team. It's so nice to see like teams actually high press them and push them into different situations yeah. where you can see all of those guys actually play and like interlink in different parts of the pitch and then like break down. And then you see Liverpool like work it and like City not necessarily pressing all the time. Like yeah, I just thought it was... Such that first forty five minutes was, was great, yeah, unbelievable. It's fucking, it's a big chess match, man. Massive, and they play each other next week, so it's like yeah, pick up again, yeah, yeah. They're like feeling each other out, exactly, and yeah. 
they have all of these big games in between with Champions League, this match. Like they got a run of a schedule and for them to like put it on and do that, it's just quality, man. I don't force them. Mars could have finished them late. That would have been fucking crazy. Can't believe he missed that, man. I was shocked that he missed that. I thought for sure Mara's little dink, 3-2. And then the title would have been wraps. Done. So what do you think now? Because I see City as the favorable schedule, but you never know. You never know if so if one of them are gonna slip up. You know, obviously I think both of them are progressing in the Champions League. So they're both gonna be having those fixtures. It might just be one of those where like remember Liverpool against Watford like slip up or like Liverpool yeah, against Villa like- or like who knows if a fucking Burnley or like Everton Everton stun you or something, you know? I think who do they have to play that's decent enough? Do you guys have to play Liverpool again? No. No. I think they have us this weekend. Chelsea? No. They, don't they play Chelsea. Everton. Everton. Which is obviously not like a massive game, but it's an emotional it's an emotional game. game, yeah. So yeah. you know you, one of them could possibly slip up if one if City draw, then that leaves the door wide open. And yeah, exactly. So and even it has, draw yeah. is a slip up. And you know all these teams just want to play spoiler late in the season, so Exactly, and some of those teams at the bottom are, are well, fighting yeah, points. Yeah, so it'll be interesting, man. But yeah, I think it would definitely go down to the last, hopefully, the last game of the season. Yeah, last two, hopefully, where it can get sealed and something like that. Like, I don't want to see no fucking guard of honors this year. I don't want to see any of that shit. Like, okay, so I think um, it'll be sick if it goes down to the last game of the season. Of course. Speaking of <laughs> possible relegations and going to the end of the season, Everton have. Pulled out a result that no one saw coming. Except for us. Except for United fans, man. When they lost to Burnley on Wednesday night, they must be going, fuck, we lost the three points. This Saturday, we're not getting three points against Man U. You know you can beat Man U, bro, this season. Fucking horrible, bro. But, bro, Everton... They've won like five. Oh, yeah, the former end, but like you're lo- you're still looking at that. Everyone says it. Even James Madison said it too when he went to uh, last week. It's like really should have uh, came away with three points, but it's not. You know, I used to be saying that you're coming to Old Trafford these days, but it is it's possible these days. So like teams aren't looking like United the way they used to anymore because of how mu- on the mud they are. But yeah, that's a massive, massive win for Everton. Huge three points, and especially because. On Sunday, Norwich pull off the pull off the win against Burnley, so the gap yeah. the gap increases. So they're playing spoiler really in that with seven games left, which is just fascinating. Because what's the gap now? Six points, I think. It must be six points. Yeah. Six, seven points, yeah. So yeah, Everton. That's massive, bro. Massive, massive, massive. Everton still have a. Couple of tough fixtures left. Like they said, we they play Liverpool soon. Um, yeah, they're four points up on Burnley. Same amount of games played. I'm just thinking like eight games left each. Everton's last game of the season is against away at the Emirates against Arsenal. True. They should be safe by then though. Hopefully, but imagine last day, and if Arsenal send them down, it wouldn't happen. But a weird one, yeah. Menu losing Anthony Gordon with a deflected goal off of fucking Harry Maguire. 
Well, Slab head. All right, man. Do you see the clip of <laughs> of him claiming the handball? <laughs> yeah, bro. He's lost. Bro, he's lost. He's getting booed by he's his mentally, yeah, mentally he's, he's just getting like... booed by his own country at Wembley. That booing though, what do you think about them come coming out and saying all that shit? All the players, bro, that's like soft. That's soft, soft. right? Yeah, very soft. Bro, don't tweet it. Like if you have a post match interview and they like Say, ask okay. you what what do you think about the booing? They're just go, booing oh, the no, they're just booing this performance on the field, bro, which has fucking been shocking for the last however long. Terrible. Why is he getting picked? Like if you're if yeah, he shouldn't be ending up raves about form, about being in form. Yeah, and then and then he's picking Maguire to start when there's other center backs that are playing much much better. So yeah, I don't have, I have no sympathy for him, bro. None. Zero. And like, bro, stop crying. Like, okay, you're getting booed. How do you think fucking Gareth Bell feels at Real Madrid? He <laughs> I know. Whistled when Dembele's getting he just smiles at it. It's like fuck, yeah, whatever, bro. Who cares? I'm gonna go golf. <laughs> yeah, like it's fucking so lame. But yeah, he got booed. He's. Anthony Gordon been like this shining light and this toffee season. Not a whole other. I mean, Pickford made some decent saves at the start of the game. Saw those highlights. Made some good saves on Rashford. Kept them in it. Then deflected goal and nothing really could happen. And obviously we got to talk about Ronaldo slapping the shit out of that boy's phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeet. <laughs> Yo, that's so like, but then. That's another one. Fan interaction. You yeah. shouldn't be slapping a guy's phone, though. You shouldn't be. But yeah, these guys, these players take so much. Like, sometimes they just snap, which is, yeah. I mean, it could have been, it wasn't that, but he just slapped the phone out of his head or whatever. Yeah, like, at least he didn't, like, physically hurt someone. Yeah. I remember, I think, West, I remember seeing Westbrook do that in the NBA, too. <laughs> was fucking doing it. But, yeah. Fuck, he's frustrated. He, I'd be, I don't blame him. Team's a mess. Club's in a mess. But we'll see. It looks like they're signing um, Ten Hag, so. Yeah, he'll need some time. He'll need some time. Yeah, they still need some time, but that's a whole other story from the day, man. We can move on. Speaking of time, Arsenal, man. What a terrible seven days. The Gunners will always end up goonering, man. I know. It's like, why? But you know what? It just goes to show, I said it a month ago or whatever we said it. I said they just need to have the same 11, stay healthy, and that same 11 pretty much has to play every single week. And when you lose Tierney and you lose Partey, two captains, two leaders on the team, especially Tierney, that left-back situation is a shambles. Yeah, they don't have any, anything else. On left Tavares has played awful. <laughs> Yo, he looks lost though. there. looks like a lost boy up there. I feel so Pal- bad for him. You got some that half, right, in that Palace yeah. game? Yeah. Sub that half, like yanked, like it's Kieran Tierney's our second captain. We've been missing Tomiyasu, but we've kind of coped without Tomiyasu. Cedric's played okay, but losing Tierney and then putting losing Partey, and then we put Shaka at left back. Like, bro, as soon as you see the lineup and as soon as you know that information, it's wraps. And the you know what. The idea of Champions League is gone. There's no chance now. Oh, yeah. No, it's done. Dropped six points in a week to Palace and Brighton. Had zero creativity. I don't say it's done to... because we've seen how inconsistent Tottenham have been, too. So they could They're... they could have a week like that, too. Those drop two, two games. They could. But that is like the week of... We play Southampton this upcoming weekend. 
And if it's no, if it's not three points, then finished. Finished for Champions League. The only bet, the only positive thing is that West Ham and United both lost. Yeah, no, they're not even. Those two aren't in the. We're out of it. We're not in no race, man. We're done. We're done. It's between you and Spurs. And which is wild because we play Spurs like third last game of the season. We yeah, still have. I knew they wanted to save that one for late. Of course, Premier League, fucking dickheads. But we still got to play United, Chelsea, and Spurs, which is That's... really. We want Champions League. Those are the three games. Got to get results. It's yeah. It's too bad for Arsenal, man, because they were in the driver's seat, bro. But now Spurs have been on fucking smoke. It's so oh. annoying. I thought Villa, Villa, you couldn't fucking do anything. <laughs> I swear I watched Kane and Son play and it's like playing FIFA. Like it's like a glitch. Like just do this and it goes. How do teams not defend again? Harry Kane drops. The ball goes to him and he just sees Son running and plays a clear pass. <laughs> like in the gap in the middle. How are teams not picking this up? Oh, it's beautiful though. I like I like strikers like number nines that do that. That drop in and can see a pass too. He's like one of the very few. Benzema can do it as well. But um, yeah, just create like create a little creativity is fucking sick. I like when he does that. I hate it. It's driving, it's driving me nuts. But we'll see, man. Yeah, we will see. We'll see. It's good. We got most teams have about well, there's a range six to eight games left in the prem. We'll see what it boils down to. Let's take our uh, let's take our viewpoints over to the city, man. Because I can't talk about Arsenal anymore. <laughs> Milan, AC Milan, and Napoli both dropped points this weekend. Milan drew against Torino, and Napoli lost three two to I believe Fiorentina, which leaves the door completely open for Inter. They play tonight. They do not. They play on the fifteenth. So in a couple of days. So I, I don't know why they're not playing, but or maybe it's a Copa, it's a Copa or something. They might, yeah. So they play in a couple of days. They have a, a game in hand, and if they win against Spezia, they go one point over their neighbors, AC Milan. Getting nice and spicy in Syria, man. It's really, really nuts that the fact that if Inter win, they'll be on 69, AC will be on 68, Napoli on 66, and Juve on, well, a little bit down on 62. How many games they got left over there? Six. Not the same? Yeah, okay. Six games left. Atalanta really dropped off. Roma have started to pick up results, getting them into those European positions. But that, that race for the Scudetto is still just going, and it's quite fascinating to see like teams just dropping points like crucial points and crucial games yeah it's fucked man it's nobody fucked. wants to talk yeah. nobody wants, nobody to, wants to but i hope me i hope me pulls it off man if inter do. if inter could win the league back to back especially after what happened and losing like yeah losing players, yeah then that's quite rem- quite fascinating especially with guys fucking jacko bro <laughs> like old old jacko like Still killing it. So, yeah. I don't know, man. That race for the Scudetto is, is banging. The only thing I want to say is that I, do, I really hope Venezia, Venezia do not get relegated. They're in the relegation zone at the minute. Yeah. The team with the hardest kits, the best photo books, 
everything about the club, where they are. I really hope they don't get relegated because their return to the Serie A this year and their kits and what they did for the culture is uh, is dope. So I'd love to see them stay up, but it's looking a little tough for them at the minute. But you want to touch on? You see it just uh, before we go to MLS. Uh, Barca, man, they've climbed. Xavi's Barcelona. If he took over at the beginning of the season, uh, it would be completely, completely different. Barca, bro. He's got these guys ticking. Ticking, man. What a comeback! They're done one nil. Came up two, two one, two two, three two. It's crazy. Some quality goals too, man. But like. Look out next season, bro. That's the thing. Like we said, they're going for that Europa. They want that trophy. Yeah. And I think they're hoping to put some last minute pressure on Real Madrid. Yeah. Look out next year, bro. He's going to make some signings this summer, I'm sure. A couple little ones. And then, uh, yeah, they'll be good to go next season, I think. It's wild how a manager can change so much within a club. Yeah. And just a couple of like smart signings in January can yeah. lift the spirit and lift the players like Aubameyang and Dembele are boys so like him signing that might have been like yo we're reconnecting you with your boy let's help we'll out, do your out thing. About, yeah it's fucking nuts but yeah I know because always you obviously want to see Barcelona not, not be too successful you want them to be in them in Madrid to be up there battling every year yeah mm-hmm. exactly but fuck Barcelona Hala yeah. <laughs> <Pala> Madrid <laughs> Oh, we're both fucking covid as shit. Fuck. <laughs> Let's move to MLS, man. TFC. Yeah, man. Big point on the road. Big point at Rail Salt Lake. Big, big point on the road. And uh, the two young bums got on the score sheet. I think both... First MLS goals, I believe, for both of them. Yeah, the Kosi Thompson. Yeah, Kosi and uh, Jaden Nelson. Who I like, I like that Jaden Nelson kid. He's look, I like how he plays, man. No fear, but um, yeah, man. It's sick that Bob Bradley's trusting these young guys early on this season, man, and just letting them play. And I heard interviews like if they can play, they're playing well, they're gonna get an opportunity to play. So I hope they continue that. And uh, that's a big point, man. Arsenal's a that's a tough place to go on the road. So in the in that MLS in the league, so to get a point there with a young lineup like that. Definitely take and move forward. Of course, that's their, that's their eighth point in six games. Yeah, they've started, they've had a decent start, man. It's before uh, the before big Insign- comes. <laughs> Insignia comes. Yeah. Apparently, another a signing that's supposed to be there. I was at a Raps game on Tuesday night, and a little fairy told me that they were, uh, they had a, a footballer in there trying to sign them on the weekend. Yeah, and I tried prying and trying to figure out and uh, what it, the little fairy didn't tell me the name. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the insider scoop on this uh, on this pod. That they had someone at the Raps game last Tuesday against the Atlanta Hawks, and there was a footballer there that they were trying to sign. That's all the information we got here. We'll see. Yeah, they obviously still want to sign. There's still a couple guys, I guess, they want to bring in. Yeah, of course. So far, so good, man. Montreal picking up a big point, big three points, actually, at Red Bulls. El Trafico was this weekend. Yeah, I caught the end of that, man. Crazy. I think they t- no, they took the goal back, man. But uh, LAFC like 
um, scored to uh, at the like, last kicker game. It was offside or foul. Yeah, I saw that like 98th minute or something yeah. like that. Yeah, wild. Shout out Raheem Edwards. Played like got the hockey assist in the in the first goal for yeah. Chicorito. Doing well, man. Yeah, I hope hopefully he gets in some of those uh, those camps where they have some friendlies. So we get some looks with the come out. I think the next one is in June. Yeah, it will be. So hopefully he gets a look. He should. He should definitely. Yeah. Got a couple <laughs> Canadians in that game, but LA LA Galaxy proven too much. And then Vancouver Whitecaps with another L, bro. Yeah, they're struggling, man. They're at home too, right? I think. That's at home. Four points in six games. Not looking. Minus seven goal differential. Really bottom of the MLS table. Right. Uh, it's a bit tough. A bit tough for them at the minute. I think they have a new coach too this season. So hopefully, maybe it'll take a little bit of time. But they got to figure it out over there in Vancouver, man. I don't know. They never really have. They so. haven't. Let's at see, all we'll see what they yeah they haven't made any like a deep playoff run or anything yet so we'll see though maybe this is the year <clears throat> it might be <laughs> probably not though moving to the cpl was the opening weekend or is it's underway now yeah i think they started the first games were last early last week midweek thursday or something like that friday yeah but yeah, I caught the Forge Pacific most of that game. I was watching, so Ash starting and Kyle Becker. So I was like, "We'll be tuned in." And unfortunately, I think Ash came off a little ham. Might have been a hammy. Got to talk to him about twentieth minute. But yeah, I think uh, Pacific came away two one, two one winners. Uh, it was like my first time really watching. See, I'm watching CPLs. It's like some quality players. I got some quality players and. Um, What's his name's on the other side, Manu, who I played yeah. with back in the day. Manu's a, Manu's a baller, man. He's a good player, too. So they have a good team. But as they're saying on the commentaries, probably the two best teams again this season. So we'll see. Look out for those two. But we'll be following Forge, man. We'll follow the Forge. Forge. Our teams, our CPL teams. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we should be lining up some interviews with actually a bunch of them. Hopefully, so stay tuned for those. We got some good one. It'll be a good one. We got one of the guys on the coaching staff, legend, Canadian legend, fucking uh, what are they called? Georgie or Georgie? What do they call him? <laughs> Jordy? Jordies. Jordy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Georgie, but yeah. So we got. We're gonna hopefully in the next month or so, we're gonna have a few with uh, some of those guys out there, man. Here. Hear some stories about the CPL because we don't know too much about it either yet. So we got to learn. Exactly. Grow the game, grow the audience, get people tuning into these games and watch it. Did you see that Edmonton goal yesterday? A bicycle? Stupid. Stupid. Incredible. Incredible. Last kick of the game, really, for them. Unbelievable. Yeah, so they got to draw too. But yeah, CPL, man. <clears throat> Players, man, especially young players. Yeah, it's going to be perfect for young players. Perfect league. On the come up, man. On the come up, man. I think it's just going to get better and better every year. Which takes us really to the shutouts because our first shoutout, obviously, you watch it. Those Pacific kits. Yeah, man. I was like, hard. Sick. Yeah, they did a good job with like all the kits in the league, but like that one is like sick. That stands out. I feel what it's paying homage to, but um, 
Very cliche. It's paying homage to like Aboriginal. The Aboriginals? Yeah. I don't know exactly like if it's like a certain tribe. Don't quote me wrong on here. That's why it's called the Just Offside, but a certain tribe, but Aboriginal um, peoples. And that's why at the beginning, I believe they had uh, like the mascots with them were. Yeah, there's, uh, there was some, they're doing some music, they're playing some music after the national anthem. So. Yeah. So absolutely incredible. Crushed the kit. The responses on Twitter. I went on Twitter and yeah, everybody was talking about the kit. It was like, yo, Nike Canada, get these on, like in red for Canada, like a little off for the World Cup. I was like, yeah, that'd be fucking sick. Yeah, like it's represents rejuvenation and resilience of the indigenous people. So that's what it's, uh, it's honored to don the first indigenous design jersey in professional sports history in Canada. Yeah, Canadian teams are going to start doing that more. And the dope thing is a percentage of the proceeds of each jersey get donated to the charity for the that year. Okay, sick. So Pacific, that's why the shuttle is to you because you guys absolutely crushed it and everybody behind in that club and came up with that idea yeah. is gotta get really touch. paving the way and not ignoring the, the those communities, man. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be tap into those different communities and have them part of those things type of things man which is really cool and i guarantee you all like the bigger clubs like the vancouver is looking at that and going like yeah we have to do that yeah something along those lines something but incredible stuff for them um our next shout out leah miller basil scoring goals man again man i saw it yeah banger too great finish golasso for i forget how many they said that's on the season but i think it might be double figures now might yeah, like he's he's doing really well, and what we also got forgot, Ik uh, Ugbo with a fucking oh, I saw that goal too. Yeah. choice yesterday as well. It's tough for him because he's on a, a losing side, yeah, the majority of the weeks. But we said it before: if you just keep scoring goals and finding form a little bit, he'll maybe move up to like a mid club in the French like league. Everyone, man, you know you got eight months, bro. You got eight months yeah. to be fit, be informed. So every game, every minute counts for for these guys right now. Exactly. And then, obviously, staying in League One, Messi, Neymar, Mbappe just fucking taking the piss this weekend. Two hat tricks for Neymar and Mbappe and a hat trick of assists for Messi. I can't believe this team's out of the fucking Champions League, man. (laughs) How does that even happen, bro? Unbelievable, bro. That's a joke. Joke, 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 take three goals for three each goals. guy. And a three is like, you're walking off that going like easy, light work. And then the last shout out is the former TFC player, Jefferson Soltado, for probably doing one of the dumbest things possible <laughs> in his game last night. My guy scores, takes his jersey off to celebrate, already on a fucking yellow card. With his team already down a man. Yeah, with his team down a man. You see the picture of him with his shirt off and his team like, the- yo! I, I didn't see. I gotta watch it. I gotta go look it up. But yeah, I saw the tweet, bro. I'm just like, oh my God. Did they end up winning still? I don't know. I didn't even look at it. I thought it was hilarious just because I saw that picture of his teammates' reaction. Like their teammates' reaction and awareness to him already being on a yellow. And him having no clue and wanting to rip off his shirt. I was just thinking about himself, bro. Yes, that's me. 
Oh my god! Check out my new tats on my chest, bro. Um, just ridiculous. Honestly, donut move, really. Um, but that's why you got to shut up for being an absolute idiot. Yeah. And then we'll we'll end the app and we'll end it by saying, and you brought this up, so maybe you talk on it. Yeah, we just need to say we obviously saw that uh, the, the Canadian woman. I think it was when was the game last week? Forget when it was last week, but um, had they been having their like championship rounds of games, just celebrating them, obviously winning the gold medal in um, Tokyo. But these games have not zero. None of these games have been nationally televised, which is a fucking shocking. We claim we're a soccer country now, but I don't know how a female team who has won a gold medal at the Olympics. And we can't see him on basic. We can't see him on basic national t- uh, cable. Which is it's shocking. It's wrong. It should be needs to be changed, man. It need to be changed. Like these girls have done what they've done for the fo- uh, for soccer in this country has been amazing, and it's not. And it's honestly not even looked upon. Still, uh, still probably doesn't have enough attention to it. To it, but they deserve it, man. And it's I can't believe these games aren't nationally televised. That's stupid. CBC's got to be picking it up. CBC, TSN, Sport, anybody. They should be on all of them, man. Yeah, it's shocking. These guys, these guys are showing fucking curling probably at fucking <laughs> the curling championships out of fucking PI. <laughs> 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 like, come on. The girls deserve better, man. More respect. Respect those ladies, man. They've done a lot for this game here. A lot of them. And they're going to continue to. So we need that change, bro. Facts. Facts. And we're going to end on that note, man. Um, I know I say it all the time. <clears throat> Go to our socials. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Just Offside Pod. Go on YouTube. Just Offside. Subscribe. Watch. Like. Comment. Fucking follow. Share the shit with people you know that might be interested in it whether it's the interviews with the guests that we have or our weekly stupid talk about footy, share that shit um, because we appreciate it, obviously. And we want this shit to grow, yo. So um, keep that going. Keep doing your thing. Thanks for making it this far in the episode. I know this might've been a little bit of a longer one, but we had to catch up now um, at the end of the episode. Please send your best to Keith so he fully recovers from COVID so that I still have my co-host in the next couple of weeks. And uh, I should be fine. I'm flying back soon and we'll be back on our regular bullshit. Regular bullshit, man. Exactly. Thanks for listening. So Just Offside Podcast. <coughs> Later, I'm Mike Pavella in Niagara and Keith McCubia in Niagara as well. Keith's coughing on. <laughs> Later. Wash your hands, man. <laughs>